everyone, and a welcome to this much overdue edition, I think it's fair to say, of the Anime Limited podcast. I am marketing executive for Anime Limited, Mr. Jeremy Graves, and that is the only person here in the office studio with me. The main reason for this is because we've been very, very busy the past couple of months, and we realised it had been a very long time since we last brought you a podcast, so I took it upon myself to get some audio for you, as it were, to tide you over while we get things figured out for how we're going to do the podcast going forward. I do have a plan in place. It's literally been a case of the, because of how busy we have been the past couple of months, there's so much going on behind the scenes, as from recent news following MCM London Comic Con and probably weeks leading up to and following that, if you've been keeping up with us at our website and whatnot, you will know what we have on the horizon. But we wanted to just get some audio out for you, and actually finding time for all of us to sit down and record together has been nigh on impossible. I have got a plan in place for how we're going to try and do the podcast going forward. All going well should mean you will get a podcast fairly regularly, and it would probably be a bit different to what you expect, but I have a game plan, so we will see if the game plan works out, or if it will be like England the other night when they had a game plan against Iceland. Yes, me being topical. Can you tell I'm an England fan? Anyway, I digress. So what we have got here today for you is audio back from MCM London Comic Con. What I did actually, very kindly, the guys from MCM gave me the soundboard recording of the panel from both the Friday and the Sunday that we did. Now the Friday panel was very much at what we call a keynote. It's very much us giving a very big introduction to the company, because there were many people there who really hadn't heard of us before, and we thought it was the perfect opportunity to really give a good, big introduction to the company. But then after that, we made a pretty big announcement, and after that we did a little bit of a Q&A. So what I've done is included the audio of the big announcement and our plans for a certain series called Full Metal Alchemist, and then there's like one one or two questions after that thrown in there as well. Then after that, and you'll probably hear a really awkward sounding record scratch or something to signify it's now changed days, there will be the audio, the complete audio I should say, from our panel on Sunday, the the all the anime panel from Sunday, which was myself, Andrew, Keith and Kat uh, before a live audience. Uh, We ended up deciding to make this panel a live podcast because we had such a ball doing it and we thought it would also be really fun for those of you who couldn't be at the event to listen to as well. So you have got the entire audio from the Sunday panel and a couple of select bits to begin with from the Friday panel. Uh, I will say, I believe during the Sunday panel that the the microphone I was using to go around to get people to ask questions, uh, for some reason it wasn't picking up too well on the soundboard recording. I've done my best in post-production to rectify this, but if you have issues hearing questions that are being asked, really sorry about it. I've done my best in post-production on that front. But I hope you enjoy this, and like I say, expect some more podcasts coming very soon. Probably a little bit different to what you expect, but should be fun nonetheless. And with that being said, if this is the first time you're checking out the podcast, this is very different to what we normally do. I will say that now, so you might want to go back through the archives and listen to a few of our other shows. But don't forget, if you want to find more information on all the anime... Our website is alltheanime.com. If you're on the social medias, the, the Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all of them are the username alltheanime, and that's all one word. From myself, Jeremy, I'm signing out, and now enjoy this audio from MCN London Comic Con back from the end of May. Take care! <laughs> so, 
So, uh, allow me to introduce a, a slight difference to our normal Ultimate Editions. So we asked ourselves, how could I make my life more miserable than normal on approvals <laughs> with Japan? And I, I, I rolled the dice and we, we, we looked through all the options. Then we found a sketch initially, like a production sketch, of the, the gate in Full Metal Alchemist. Um, and we, we sent an idea for approval to Japan and thinking for sure they're going to reject this. We put the, the whole concept together first and took them a month and a half of thinking about this and we almost thought we were going to miss this, this panel for announcing it, to be honest. And they came back with, yep, go ahead. So we are building a replica version of the gate out of resin. And so it's going to be a heavy, heavy thing. But um, it's going to be a, a proper replica of the gate, basically, which will store the original TV series, like all 51 episodes, um, in the, the gate itself. And that will be contained within a basically a pot, like inside polystyrene and inside a special shipping box to make sure it's safe. Um, so I'll talk you through what's inside of us. So obviously the gate itself opens outwards, like sideways, um, like to store it inside. So it can be either kept on your sh- like, like above your shelf or something as a display piece or wherever you like. But if you go to the next slide, you'll actually see that we are like storing... We're, inside it are two parts for the release. Uh, could we get the next slide, please? There we go. So, I mean, inside it will be two rigid cases with digipacks. And um, this is the collector's edition palm. This is not so this is subject to change still, but it will be with seven art cards and the first three part, like three discs and set one. So, rigid cases using the Japanese artwork from their Blu ray release, for example. Um, and then with the next slide, you will see that part two will be inside it as well. Um, if we could jump it along by one slide, that'd be great. Thank you. Sorry. Um, so that's like kind of the reverse. So it's kind of the, the, the military on one part, the, like, the homunculi on the second one. Uh, both of the really cool... Re- you'll see it later in the pack shots as a red streak mm-hmm. across them. Those will be kind of spot laminated, so it'll stand out on both. So it'll look like Mustang is setting fire to, to the page initially. It's pretty cool. And both will come with seven art cards, actually, as well. But that's not all the set's going to come with as well. So if we, we go one more slide along, please, then you'll see there's also going to be a full-sized like, art book with it, 260 pages. Different to the American one. We're actually going with much more of a... Um, like there's an edition in the Japanese release called the, the Archives, which is a, like, they did it much more like a gallery-style exhibition, like kind of a really classy, classy affair. And we're kind of modeling it on that release. So it's actually, we've gone to such painstaking levels of detail that um, we're going through all the characters, for example. Each of the characters will have a note telling you which episode they first appear in as well, for example. So you'll be able to, if you, if you want to, you can skip straight to the episode with that character. There's a bunch of characters in the original series. I don't... I honestly, when I was going through it, didn't even remember appearing. Like the Phantom Thief, for example, earlier on in the show. I, I completely forgot. She's an original character for that. There's two brothers who impersonate the Elrics who, again, get more prominence, at least, in the original series than they do in the... I think they're original, actually, as well, if I remember. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, but we also went to the point of showing image boards for settings, 
for example, which go takes up a chunky amount showing basically every scene in the anime with settings. So every like every setting you can imagine. And the first episode it appears in. So if you want to compare those image boards to what was actually animated in the end and upscaled into to very nice HD actually in the end in Japan, then you can actually go straight into that from the book as well, for example. Or if you want to, to dig in after watching the show and see what a particular setting was like, we've, we've gone all out on that. And there's, of course, a traditional art book style piece at the end, but not before one really cool feature I love, which is kind of a before and after style shot for illustrations. Um, again, this is pending approval, so the size count of what pages take up what may change. But it's the idea is you'll be able to see the illustrations as they were done in, in original line art and how they came out finally for magazines like New Type and Animage in, the, in Japan. So it's a really kind of sneak peek into how Japan does its line art and how things can change from the initial sketch to the final piece of artwork. So the art book itself is going to be the same size as the box itself and go in, like, go in on top of the polystyrene to give you a full-sized art book that you can put with the rest of your books, for example, so it's not restricted to being inside the Ultimate Edition, for example. It's pretty much one of a kind again. A custom alchemy certificate, you might notice, is an unusual element. That's going to be customized. So when you order it on allthanime.com or, or Zavius, you'll find in a minute, it's pretty exclusively sold through those two sites. What we will do before anyone who pre-orders, basically, will get a custom alchemy certificate from King Bradley himself, certifying your edition, but also certifying you with an alchemy name. Now, not to give you any scares, anyone, but it'll be, be me running that list of alchemy names through, so, you know, <laughs> that could be fun. Um, so we're going to have to come up with 907, well, actually 1,000 alchemy names, but we'll oh, good get grief. to that. <laughs> so um, it'll be assigned randomly, but there will be some, some fun involved there. What will you end up with? What will King Bradley decide you are? That's completely up to him, actually. But it's a really cool example of customization and packaging. We could have just put a certificate stamped by King Bradley saying, great, there you go, here you go, but it'll have your name on it and your alchemy name, as well as the, the number and the edition range it is. So between like one to a thousand, basically. And there's only going to be 970 units on sale. The reason being is that we know the licensor is going to want a good chunk for approval and to show off to their mates. Um, we, we bumped into, I was actually at a, like, it, this sounds incredibly weird to say, but a party in Japan and bumped into um, to Minami-san from Bones and showed a man. He was more than happy to show it off to other people at what was, what was coming up, for example. It's, it's something that's very cool even in, in Japan because this has never been done anywhere in the, the world, this resin print. This is the only chance you will have to own it, um, which we're very proud to say. And I can't think anyone will be crazy enough to replicate it afterwards because it costs a ton. Um, which brings us to the, the topic at hand of, of how much is it, um, which is the next slide. Now, before anyone has this, bear in mind, the, like, the full price is the same as basically what the American Collector's Edition was. It, it transposed from dollars to pounds. It's a £299 SRP. But what we're doing is that's all 51 episodes, the Resin Gate, the art book, and the Collector's Edition parts one and two inside the box and the certificate. So what we're doing is initially from today till the, the 5th of July, um, we're doing it at on allthanime.com and Zavi at 
124.99, which will be less than the SRP of the two Blu-ray sets separately, like on their own with art cards later, by a little bit. And then after that, until the, the date pre-orders are cut off, it'll be 149.99 for direct sales and via Zavi to give you the best chance of buying, like of buying it at an affordable price, basically. And then from like from October second onwards, it'll just go to standard retail price, and any leftover units, if there are any, will be opened up to general retail. Oh, but only after, actually, it says from October second onwards, but only after pre-orders are fulfilled, basically. So you guys get your copy first, and any leftovers are put online, as will then a regular collector's edition for the Blu-ray parts one and two, like only like a month or two months after this one comes out. So the goal is to give anyone, like anyone by, like helping make this happen, the, the, first, the first dibs effectively in the UK, um, which is a, a huge challenge, and it's a, um, like it's a big one, but we're hoping some people will join us on the, the journey at least, and if not, it will be coming out not too far behind on a, like on a different, pri- like you know, part one and part two as well. So there, there will be other options out there as well. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're at for the, the next big one, but we've not actually, we, that's not all we've got coming up in Ultimate Editions, <laughs> like over the, the next year. We actually already, we have Escaflone coming up, which some people know about, so yes. And we're proud to say we are doing both the original version as it screens on, like unedited, like in the UK, and we're doing the, the version with the director's cut as well. And we, we should actually like have the good news of having both versions of the dub, the Funimation one and the original one, like available for people to enjoy. Which it, we because we if you're doing an ultimate edition like that, and there's two versions of the dub existing. You kind of want to have both if you can, you know. Like even if you might only choose one, or you might listen to neither, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a choice we'd rather you guys have as well. And we've got a few other special things planned for Escaflona, which we'll be announcing over the summertime. We're just waiting on the final draft for, for some of that just now, but it's a, uh, it should be a very good audio experience for people, put it like that. Um, we've also got Eureka 7. If people thought we'd forgotten about that one, we certainly haven't. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Eureka 7, as is like, a lot of the team, and I, like, I worked on it back at Bandai back in the day, so it's a, a nice chance to come back to it. So we're just working on what assets art-wise are available for because we'd like to do a really nice art book for it. Because there's so much artwork that you guys will never have seen that was only ever done for Japanese release or magazines or, like, um, like, or special promotion. Like, so on, the only stuff we really got in the UK was the, the DVDs, basically from these back in the day. But there's so much more out there. So what we're trying to do just now is get together all of it, which is a huge challenge, and the licensor is super keen on us just now for that one. But we're, we're making good progress, so we're going to have more to talk about on that in the next few months as well. Um, in terms of size for the gate itself, as resin is both expensive and very heavy, um, we're aiming for... Obviously, it's not... Well, you can guarantee it's not a scale replica, for starters. I don't want to have... <laughs> I don't want to have to have a, a forklift for every single delivery. And I, I suspect I would have structural damage to many of your, your accommodation if I did. I'm not dealing with a customer service complaint. If Imagine the returns, damage. Jeremy. Imagine the returns. <laughs> People would use trebuchets to return it then. 1,000 um, postmen cheering in unison. 
Uh, oh, I hadn't thought about the postie. Think about him delivering this. Blimey. <laughs> if you give me one second, I can get you almost exactly the specs. While you're looking it up, I'm just now imagining a postie lugging us up nine flights of stairs somewhere to try and get it to your flat, at which point he'll arrive and just go, shove it in your face. So... <laughs> I can imagine it being a, an experience and a half to lift it, actually. Um, do, 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 do. <coughs> but seriously, I don't want trebuchet-style returns for anything. That's, that sounds like a horrible idea. Why I've even suggested that idea now and given people ideas is actually an equally terrible thought, but... So you're looking at probably about, like this is, bear in mind, this is quite approximate just now, so there's room for, for some give and take until the final sculpting is done, because it requires a sculpt initially, approval from Japan, and then a final mould, like a test mould to, to approve it. But I'd say you're in the region of about, at least the height and width I can go with just now, about 31 um, centimetres high and about 25, 26 metres like, wide. It's a beast. It's, it's big. I mean, it's not, it's not a small affair. You're certainly not going to want to put it like, on a... If you've got a freestanding DVD shelf, I can guarantee you it won't <laughs> fit. Um, but it's, the way it's designed is you can take out the, like, the Blu-rays parts one and two, for example, and put them on your shelf with the other anime limited product or manga product or whatever else you have, like, or NBM product that you have, and the gate can sit somewhere else, like somewhere special without... Like without it being impossible. Just a quick thing: there's people muttering behind me. Um, you said 26 meters. Oh, centimeters. Yes. <laughs> oh God, you did say meters, didn't you? <laughs> I do that sometimes to slip in. See, no, of course I was thinking millimeters initially, but like yeah. I went from. I can like, hear people behind me going, 26 meters, really? God, uh, that's amazing. Sorry, I'm translating from millimeters here as well, so it fries my brain a little bit there. So centimeters. Right. To, to confirm, not meters. <laughs> Like, if that ends up anywhere online, people. Can I just say, someone just actually went, oh. <laughs> I'm not building an actual gate here, you can't. <laughs> I've not branched out into new areas of um, construction, for example. Full life of replicas for anime. And a question, gentlemen, here in the middle. Um, so, considering you guys brought SLA over, I have two questions. Um, one, who's your favourite off light girl? And two, um, are you bringing the movie over as well, or is that in MVM's hands? But actually, the movie, since it's been brought up, isn't in MVM's hands just now. It's not in ours either, necessarily. But you might well see we're, we're vending some Love Live music on our stand just now. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see. I mean, how many of you guys are look? Uh, how many of you guys are Love Live fans for starters? Let's have a show of hands. It's a pretty healthy number. And of you guys, is there anyone not looking forward to the new series of like Sunshine? Anyone some, not looking forward to it? We said. Yeah. Some diehard fans here who are missing Muse, but like, uh, like I mean, who knows what's going to happen next? But the the movie is definitely still up for grabs, and I'm. I'm pretty keen on it. The movie went down very well at Scott and Love's anime, and even I like enjoyed it actually, which was a surprise. I'm not normally a big like music idol shows are not normally my kind of thing, so I'm kind of going back to Love Life. Cat in the Office, however, is incredibly, incredibly keen on the show. Like I have to say, like it's um, mm. pretty surprising. I guess for me, it's like maybe Nico actually. I guess. I knew I was going to piss off people. Oh, so this great. is why I avoided it. 
right, well, look, I'm going to put it out there. Katori. Yes. Uh, thank you. There is one passionate person with me on that. Show off. <laughs> no, nope, nope, nope. What have we descended as panel into? That's a whole other panel, I think. Oh, yes. Check back Sunday for more of your Love Live character news. No, seriously, ask, ask Keith. I really want to know what he would say. Same. Product manager. <laughs> and finally, the man who I describe as being powered by monster energy. Because if you see how many cans he goes through in a week, it's a thing of beauty. It's the one and only Keith Copping, product manager. He says thing of beauty, but I'm slightly more com. Oh well, I'm slightly more com. I'm, I'm loud enough anyway. Don't worry. Like I'm slightly more convinced that his his blood is radioactive now. The amount of energy juice. In I'm the- powered by energy drinks, hate and salt. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things in equal measure. So for those of you wondering, why are we on stage? Why are we on first? It's because we're here to talk about anime. Wait, wait. Because we love anime. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. just before uh, we start all that, we we heard it was somebody's birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah, so it was. It was Jeremy's birthday yesterday. So can we give a big round of applause and a happy birthday to Jeremy? Yeah. (laughs) That's a glow stick. Back, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jeremy Graves. Happy birthday to you. Uh, thank you very much. I'm 50 and going on strong. <laughs> I will say, from up here, it was like the way the sound was echoing. Andrew was leaning closer to me, and everything was echoing. It was quite an experience, quite the trip. So, People say that about me a lot. Quite an experience. So first of all, if you don't know who we are, let's give you a quick explanation. We are Anime Limited. We are all the anime, as you may also know us. We are a company that brings you loads of anime releases on DVD and Blu-ray. We give you traditional standard packaging. We give you collector's editions. And every now and then, we like to go ultimate and bring you an ultimate edition. One of which we're going to be talking about today. Maybe two. Who knows? There may be more, but at least two. Much like Cylons. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell it's been a fun weekend, everybody? So, first of all, if you have not been to our booth, we are down in the North Hall. If you found the fear of the Walking Dead tightrope walk across a sea of hands trying to come up at you, or the Preacher Church, we are right by there. You can buy tons of our new releases. We've got stuff here early. You can buy Tokyo Ghoul Season 2. If you're a fan of that, we've got that down there. Assassination Classroom, Rage of Bahamut Genesis. Heck, even Sword Art Online 2 Part 4. We've got that. So, come on down. Talk to us. Buy some anime. Actually, thinking of the preacher, how many people here actually have an Amazon Prime video account? Okay, <laughs> that's more than I expected. How many of you got that specifically for anime as well? Excellent, that is... Our cameraman, that is exactly Our cameraman the, put his hand up, I Exactly that. <laughs> the number I was expecting, I was just curious. You guys do know they are streaming some simulcast anime now, though, right, as well? Yeah, like things like Cabin Area is exclusive. Hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Moving on, sorry, I'm I just, just curious. <laughs> I figured. So, like I say, we've got our booth down there, and all weekend we have been making announcements on what I have dubbed our news wall. Because we have our weekly news wire, so it's the news wire going on tour with the news wall. But we have got more news for you today. We are going to have an announcement for you in just a moment. There will also be one near the end of the panel. That will be two of our five for the day. Then, at 1pm, 2pm and 3pm respectively, there will be a new announcement on the news wall. But Andrew, the people are waiting. They want to know. They need to know on this Sunday morning the hangover cure that we are giving them. That's, this, this is a bad leader there, I have to say, based on the name of the title. <laughs> so, Andrew, Come on, Andrew talk it it's up. a rather terminal cure at the end of the day. So, Andrew, spill the beans. What is our first announcement of the day? So, it's also the, the last ultimate for 2016 that I was talking about. It's a death parade and death billiards, which I've been itching to do for a long time. And it's, I'm glad to say we actually have the, the option to do it now. So, Angie, for those in the audience who might not be aware, because you're a massive fan of this show, and I'm, I'm still getting into it at the moment, and I'm loving it after having seen one or two episodes, give people the elevator pitch, no pun intended, as you'll it's find out in a, a moment. a literal elevator pitch. Uh, basically, it's what happens when you go to purgatory and you're evaluated for if you're reincarnated again. Will you go up the chain in reincarnation or down it, basically? Good or bad, basically? So it's uh, a bartender who evaluates you for your sins. Yeah. Oh, death parade. Did you say death note? I thought it was a death parade. No, I'm pretty sure it was death parade. I'm pretty sure it's a death parade. Well, hey, uh, Death Death Note is going to be coming to Blu-ray, just not Uh, from us. From Manga UK, which is really cool, actually. If anyone's Mm. speaking of Death Note, though, since like since it's come up now, now I'm beginning to question whether I say what I say at this point. I've done this before. Like, it was dude, you're, my dude, mind. you've got no idea what you're about to say. You're on your um, own. No, no, I was going to say, it was screws with my mind on it. Oh, like, right. Um, okay. Like, you know, um, like the, the Death Note upscale is one of the, the better upscales for mm. anime I've seen in a while. Um, like, alongside things like Full Metal Alchemist, actually. There's a few more coming as well. I've heard some interesting reports about shows being upscaled beyond just Bleach or, like, or Death Note and such as well. So I think there's a, a current phase of people finding great ways to like to upscale footage just now on a side note but no I definitely did say Death Parade which is and Death Billiards which is the other one that I was saying as well so the original short it was based off it's a it's a nice original as well so basically your people wake up and they're not sure why they're there and they slowly remember that they died and it's an evaluation of whether they deserve to to be reincarnated like upwards like in something better or, like, downwards into something less pleasant. Or into purgatory, basically, I think, like where you don't get to be reincarnated. And we are going to be releasing this in 2016, correct? Yes. We're going to have more details for you in the coming weeks, everybody. If you're on the Facebook or Twitter, we are all the anime, all one word. Do you see how seamless that was? <laughs> that was yeah, beautiful. That's pretty, pretty well, yeah. that quite a long URL, though. Or, like, well, do you see how seamless that was? Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ah, Sunday morning. So, Kat. Hi. <laughs> so now, first of all, how many of you guys were at our panel on Friday? Yeah! <laughs> Remember that Full Metal Alchemist trailer that we played? Which, for the record, we are going to play again because we love it so much. Kat was the one that made it from scratch. 
it sounds like you're implying that I animated it all as well, which I didn't, obviously. <laughs> not, not quite from scratch to that point, but yeah. But, it is, but that is her creation. That is her baby, if you will. Yeah. So, Kat, just because I'm sure a few people might be interested, because making trailers in itself is quite an art, what would, was... Give us people some idea of inspiration behind it. Did you have any kind of goal going in? What, um, what were you looking to work towards on that? I was just told to make one. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I basically just wanted. <laughs> I basically just wandered in and went. I want a trailer for for my um, But like, it's been so long. I remember watching it when I was like the whole of the original show, like when I was a teenager, and it's probably why I failed my advanced English in high school because for every Luckily. ten words I wrote in a dissertation, I'd watch like two episodes of for my alchemist. But. Um, <laughs> I thought it's like when I was remembering everything and I was rewatching Eps for the trailer and I forgot how freaking tragic the whole show is. And still funny, there's still really funny moments in it. Um, obviously, wanted the trailer to kind of bring back that focus on the brothers and like their backstory at the start. And originally, I'd picked, I can't remember the song I picked, it was the really sad piano piece. Oh, it was the, really depressing. Yeah. It the was the brothers one. one yeah, yeah, it was, it was quite grim and it was kind of too depressing so I kind of went with the the one I picked for the trailer and then once I'd finished that section because I kind of really struggle with like when I cut trailers I struggle with the sort of slower parts because it's like I just want to get to the action I just want to have like awesome music with all the sort of fighting and things so that's why I kind of segued it into the last part of the trailer with the um, yeah ready steady go because I was like, I can't, I can't make a trailer and not have like awesome action parts. So it was kind of like how they do them in the trailers in Japan. They'll always have at least like three parts or two parts where it's like the sort of introduction to the what's happening, and then they'll have the sort of here is the sort of signature tune of the series with lots of things going on. So yeah, yeah. So the last part's like when we watch it, like the last part is definitely my favorite part to have cut because the first part took me forever because I was like skimming through episodes trying to find everything that was kind of relevant so that the whole thing was quite kinetic in the end. It's not a short series either. No, I know. It's like, like <laughs> trolling through like 50 plus episodes so it did take quite a while to cut but I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. I think it's my favourite one that I've cut so far. I think Kill a Kill and Perfect Blue were my two other favourites that I've Ooh, cut. We should actually add some more context because you've cut a load of trailers for yeah, us. So, so list off the ones that you've done for us so everyone can oh realise just there's how two, great you there's are. There's a few that haven't been put online because if not been put through approval yet either so I can't wait exclude those ones then yeah um, I'll start from the beginning then Durara with the really bad title cards Um, Durara Perfect Blue Space Dandy Kill a Kill Oh, Gurren Lagan. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that one's a troll. Everyone was saying that that trailer is a bit of a troll. Um, the, 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 the... There's a little bit at the end, <laughs> like a bumper at the end after the, the last ident, where it's like, yeah, that's a bit... How many yeah. people have seen Gurren Lagan here? Yeah. yeah. If you watch that trailer, you'll, you'll get the, the <laughs> yeah, meaning behind the it. Yeah, it's the context behind it. Um, so Gurren Lagan. Oh, I can't think. Garden of Words. Gar- oh, Garden of Words. Um, Patama. More as well. More and more, etc. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah. And she's the one behind them, people. And I don't, I, I'm sure you guys can echo my sentiments in saying that they're all pretty damn good. <laughs> if you're not really, really, really cool. Where can you see them, Jeremy? You can see them at youtube.com <laughs> forward slash all the anime. That was seamless. <laughs> there you go. Is that going to be the name of this? If, like, if we, I'll be honest, people, we're thinking of just recording this audio and making it a podcast. So <laughs> you're going to know what the title of it is, just seamless. But that means in, for the podcast, you can, if Andrew did say Death Note, we can just be like, 
have just Andrew randomly go parade yeah. and then like edit over it. <laughs> Death parade, yeah. So Keith, oh yes, you. Oh hello. So now everybody, for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly, you follow us really closely, you will be aware of who Keith is because he is the man behind our Terror and Resonance Ultimate Edition. How many of you have picked up Terror and Resonance? There you go. If you've not, you're really missing out because that book is something special. It's but, a great show. But Keith, we need to talk about your child. <laughs> my, my precious, precious, shiny child. Yeah. Yes. Now, we want to put this into perspective for you people because Terror and Resonance, it came out back in April. From your perspective, things were glorious. Keith, how much stress did you go through with Terror and Resonance? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I hadn't actually been working for the company that long when Andy said, did you fancy doing Terror in Resonance as one of your projects? And I just watched it and I was like, yeah, I would be all about that. And then he was like, how would you like to make that your first Ultimate Edition? And I was like, okay, (laughs) what could go wrong? Apparently everything. Yeah, because... And yet, it was one of the, the few titles this year which has come out on exactly the date it said. I know, I know. (laughs) God. Yeah, because uh, we were quite fortunate in that we got all of the booklet materials from the Japanese release to use in our own uh, deluxe art book, which, if you haven't seen it, you should drop by the stall and have a look. We have a display copy that you can have a look at and admire its beauty. <laughs> so we, we got to use all the assets for that in this beautiful book, and we did some interesting new stuff with the packaging. And in the book as well, we have a section of original drawings on this translucent paper, almost like... Like animation paper. Yeah, like, almost like animation stuff. paper. But yeah, because we were trying a lot of new things with that one, the, uh, just the production process proved to be challenging when we were trying to get prototypes and working out how everything would work and go together. There was one stage where it felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong because there wasn't a day didn't go by. I didn't get some sort of email about terror, about a new problem. <laughs> I'd open up my inbox each day and it'd be from uh, various people, be like in the title line, Terror and Resonance. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and, but yeah, it, it paid off in the end. It, a lot of work and a lot of love went into making that one happen. And as Andy said, we actually hit our intended deadline on that one despite everything because we thought it wasn't going to happen and then despite all the problems everything just came together at the end we had this beautiful package it came in the office I spent about an hour under the desk holding it rocking back and forth going beautiful beautiful yeah (laughs) so yeah I'm quite pleased with how that turned out and we, there's a standard DVD edition out as well for anyone who's... Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah for those who the Ultimate Edition is maybe a bit too uh, rich for their blood, which is understandable. Not everybody loves the show as much as I do. We do have standard DVD and Blu-ray editions available on the stall, so come on by, have a look. And for those of you who have not heard of the show, it's by the, by the director of Cowboy Bebop. Thank Mr. You. Watanabe himself. Yeah. Music by Yoko Kano as well. Because the soundtrack on that show is absolutely beautiful. It's quite subtle as well, because you don't really notice that one. And there's, there's points, though, where suddenly it kind of reaches a crescendo, and you're just like, oh, this is... Mm. She spent a fair while out in Iceland recording it, actually. So there's a lot of inspiration from people like Sigur Ross in there. It's, yes. it's, it's one of my favourite ones. It's not quite as bombastic as some of the other ones she's done, but it just... It's just kind of worms its way into your mind without, uh, without even realising. And when you do, you're just, like, you're just completely hooked. It is absolutely wonderful. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. it kind of, it, it like, excuse the wordplay, it does kind of resonate with you once you've finished <laughs> nice. watching it. Like, I finished watching it. Is it, it a synergy, Kat? Just... Oh, um, Don't start that. I... <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. One person oh. It's like synergy, yeah. Get the word in a that's, panel, that's what's done. You'll know one day when we've gone something, when we hear in the panel we're attending somewhere else, like it's synergy, and you just see a line of people around them to take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the show definitely, like, sticks with you after you've watched it. And it's only, like, 12 apps. It's quite short. Uh, 11, I think. Oh, 11. Yeah, 11. So it's, afterwards, it's just like, still and thinking about it. While it's a furlough as well, it's also been banned in China, which I brought up before. Yeah. I don't know if it's that title or another title I brought up. There's several recently which have been banned. Uh, Attack on Titan is one of them as well. Um, was it, wasn't High School of the Dead banned as High well? High School of the Dead was also. So there's a combination of things creating a wave of banned titles in China just now. So Terror and Resonance was banned on incitement of terrorism mm. uh, Attack on Titan unsurprisingly was for violence same for High School of the Dead um, so you could release like a golden collection that's like banned in China collection yep and just have it have it in red at the band at the top like you do like the platinum collection watch like, what the communists don't want you to <laughs> is it like when Playstation did, that yeah, used to yeah. do they're all like platinum releases yeah, we're going to yeah. do the banned in China range yeah <laughs> why not watch out, watch out for that one watch out for that one well, there's an idea right there. Yeah. There you That's go. Why we're here. We're here to generate ideas from our products, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about announcements for those of you who have not been by the news wall and you would like an update on what we have announced we will provide just that for you so yesterday we announced that we will be bringing to the UK the series Kids Niver Sound Euphonium Re Zero as I like to call it Twin Star Exorcist and Bungo Stray Dogs which I, def- I feel it needs to be said in a pretty sort of gravelly voice like that, just to add intensity. Andrew, looking forward to releasing those? No, I, I just picked them up. Okay, the cool. Giggles. Uh, yes, he, he just yes, dies uh, a little more um, inside with every announcement. Like, yeah, no, like especially Kids Neither. Like that's yeah, one. I'm a huge fan of Studio Trigger, and we're kind of slowly but surely trying to, to build a collection of Trigger's work in the UK. It's, it's very different. If you've seen Kill the Kill, it's very... The style, animation-wise, there's similarities. Slightly smoother, actually, animation style, but it's very much the trigger style of animation. But the plot is completely different. So whereas, like, Kill the Kill basically grabs you by the head, drags you along for the whole ride, and you want to watch every single week, if you've been put off Kids Neither by the first episode or two... Come back, like I'm, I'm like it's up to episode seven now or eight. I forget which one um, we're at now. I I've think been it'll traveling. Be eight as of Friday. Uh, eight as of Friday. Um, having been traveling, I've missed the last two so far, so I'm going to catch up. It's good. But it does like it seems to be one of those ones where almost you want to watch the whole thing in one go. Hmm. So it's um it's one of those shows where actually simulcast works against it. Much like things like um, Death Parade would, were great, but a lot of people picked, um, certainly I did, got into it after it had come out. In full, partly because it only showed up on Fuster part way through, but swings and roundabouts. Um, like, so, like, it kind of, like, stay tuned for it. That one's one which is, is very close to me. And Bungo Stray Dogs is really, like, is really, like, on a personal level, those two probably stood out the most to me immediately. Like, I mean, it's literally superheroes, basically. Like for Bungo Straight, obviously not Kids Neither. That's a completely different, <laughs> different style of show. But it, like for, for Kids Neither and Bungo, they're both fascinating because normally how it works in Japan is the show airs, 
Merchandise-wise, what you will get is basically clear files because they're very easy to print, very quick to approve because it's key art plus logo on the back. So that's what you'll get around the beginning of the season. But you go to Japan just now, we're only you know, a month or so into or two months into the season, and already there is a shelf about this wide in Animate, in Akihabara, dedicated to Kidsniver. So they've got stuff like sweets based on the mascot, entire collections of um, things like magnets, full-scale magnets and such. The T-shirt the uh, main delinquent wears in it with the, the bear going... <laughs> but I assume it's going... But, you know, like, insert your own sound effect as you prefer. No, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, and a range of other stuff. And they're already advertising like plush toys and such as well. Um, same for Bungo Stray Dogs. It's like bags, mugs stickers, etc. Admittedly, in Bungo Stray Dogs' case, there was a manga preceding it. But for Keys Niver, it's very unusual because the product, it's a completely original idea. So to have merchandise like that already is a very bold move. It's not a statement of necessarily it's succeeding, but it's a statement of how much they care about making it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might have packed some of those back from us, so we'll expect some giveaways in the next while for Keys Niver, actually. Um, especially the, the jelly beans from the show, which is quite cool. You didn't, you didn't keep them for yourself? No. Okay. I was tempted to. Yeah. But and the T-shirt? The T-shirt I did yeah. not keep as well. I'm not gonna, if, this isn't yeah. a surprise moment where I rip off one T-shirt <laughs> to reveal another. You too can win this sweaty T-shirt in the competition <laughs> that Andrew's worn. Steady on cat. Well, yeah, that, that's this year guarantee because last year it was the, the magical girl photo shot. Jeremy thing, which I haven't done yet. I'm really sorry. I've been busy trying to get products out. She was busy making the FMA trailer, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was busy doing that. I know Kat has also been like knee deep in watching Keys and Iver at least. Yeah, it's good. Like like Andrew says, I watched the first step and I was like, okay, and kind of left it for a few weeks and then I was like, I really should watch it. And then I kind of went back and started watching more apps and I, it definitely picks up in pace as you go. But the thing is, I watched Ep 7 and there's only 13 apps, isn't it? E, something like that 12, yeah 13. but it feels like there should be more so I'm kind of unsure on that one but it is a really good show and it's it is, essentially it's just a bunch of teenagers hanging out but they're all like in, as part of a giant experiment and then it's just really weird and crazy so I somehow suspect Sandrophonium yeah. is your thing as well yeah <laughs> Actually, got a trailer running for that on the booth as well. For those of you who have seen the televisions going around all weekend, there are two additional trailers on there today. Sound Euphonium is one of them. See if you can figure out what the other one is. In addition to those announcements, we've also announced the third season of Black Butler. We also announced Dimension W, which I think is a rad show. Really like it. High School Fleet, which you may also know as High Fury. And we've also announced we're going to be releasing all four of the Persona 3 films. <laughs> I approve of these reactions. Thank you. So, that, like we say, there is a lot coming from us. There is more coming from us. But what I want to do now is I want to turn this to you guys. I'm going to have a microphone. If anyone would like to ask a question to any of us, even if I'm standing next to you, you can still ask it on the microphone. Well, are you doing all fun. the running around? That's awesome. Are you going to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, I haven't done a gym workout today, so you know, I need to oh, do some yeah. kind of you, cardio. Yeah. So walking around the panel room is perfect. Do some like danger rolls and stuff. Do you think I can roll? I'm a yeah. giant. Yeah. Giants don't roll. A, a lucky member of the audience will be bench pressed I, by I've, Jeremy. Yeah. I, played, I was going to say, I've, I've played Zelda um, Ocarina of Time. Gorons can roll. So. Yeah. Oh, Gorony. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. There we go. 
I've no idea what you said, buddy. I'm not going to lie. I heard, I heard a voice. Whoa, there's some somewhere. echo going on first in here. question. Any release date for Harry season one? Um, not yet. The, the complication is, obviously, um, Funimation have the rights to all of Harry in the USA. As the rights lapsed from Bandai, but actually season two in the UK is held uh, by another company. Uh, it's Manga UK. Um, it's available on their stand just now, actually, as is the movie, I believe. Um, but that means that if the USA decides to offer it much like the second edition in the USA and do it chronologically, then episodes from season two will be worked in. Sometimes as filler episodes, I guess, if you count the endless ATOC. Um, like, but, like, basically, yeah, like, so it depends on if we're going to have to offer season one separately or not, so we're just waiting on details for that first, um, which I guess we'll get in the near future, actually. So as soon as we can do it, possibly, but, yeah. Like it just depends on that feature in particular. Hello. Uh, Hi. <laughs> do you know when season two of Attack on Titan will actually air in the UK? I wish I did, but unfortunately... Uh, I hear there's some great live-action movies out just now, though, for it, um, in the meantime. Uh, but right now, unfortunately, like, no one's entirely sure. Like, um... I know Studio would have been very busy on another show um, this season, like which is airing on Amazon exclusively just now, called Cabinaria in the Iron Fortress, um, which I'm a huge fan of, I have to say. Um, it's basically like a combination of Edo... It's basically like Attack on Titan set in the Edo period with like Snowpiercer worked into it. And if that's not a combination for, for interesting results, I don't know what is. Uh, there's uh, some amazing kinetics in it as well but I suspect their best team has been basically working on that so after that I have no idea what they're working on I certainly hope it's season 2 of Titan but my guess is it's definitely not going to be this year anyway sadly Hello. Any chance of you doing actual merchandise like t-shirts and uh, like you said like jelly beans and things like that over in the UK if you get the assets for that sort of thing because we've not seen t-shirts from anybody at all in years I think Manga did some way back when but it's a good point actually back, back, uh, for merchandise because the Japanese releases they get a whole hog of yeah. everything yeah. even statues so I was asking about that and they said ooh and that, that anime stand and the animatsu I asked them about that they said they wasn't so sure about things like statues it's a good question actually um, for statues normally what happens is there's an importation trail so like people like Good Smile and such have a licensing like a licensing permit to do multiple territories um, but for other stuff like t-shirts there's no reason why not and we are actually slowly working into doing that kind of thing so we work with people like um, people like GBI for example just now for Europe and such and coordinate like in the UK as well for, for stuff like Tokyo Ghoul um, like you'll see some our merchandise for Seraph of the End and Arslan coming up as well, um, which is being worked on by uh, by GBI as well, stuff like mugs, t-shirts, um, that kind of thing, posters as well, and um, some really cool um, print style things which come framed as well. Um, if you check out, G, like just search it's GB like Great Britain, men I like as in eyeball, um, like you'll be able to find a, a, like kind of a catalogue of what they're doing. Then they tend to distribute some pretty cool places like Forbidden Planet, 
like HMV, etc. as well. Like, uh, like all the big places you'd expect to find that kind of thing. So definitely check it out. So in, in short, no reason why not. Does, uh, so, uh, will they be at the branding show in October then? I'd imagine they would be, to be honest. I mean, like, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they, they do a lot of stuff, though, so I don't know what they'll be focusing on. Because obviously anime is a really, in the big picture, thing, is a smaller part of it just now. So what shows are you most looking to acquire at the moment from this season? <laughs> uh, sounds very ominous. Sound yeah. sounds very <laughs> sinister. Like, Tell us your secrets, Andrew. <laughs> your favourite anime. <laughs> uh, honestly speaking, I think I covered this one on Friday pretty well as well. I would pretty much upfront murder for Cabinari and the Iron Fortress. <laughs> no, one, like, no one knows what's going on with that yet, but we all have our, our suspicions, but we know that it's got a window on Amazon just now, so that's the only place you can watch it right now. Um, how long that lasts for is a bit of it up in the air. We do know that it's not as strict as things like Netflix. For example, you know, Netflix, you've seen, you know, they produce shows, not just anime. Who's seen BoJack Horseman here? <laughs> okay, there's a few people with it equally like dark and twisted heart here. Excellent. Um, but you know, they produce that. So I mean, you've not seen any home video for that anywhere in the world, for example. I don't think anyway, but I mean, like basically, like I don't believe it's the same sort of restriction. So I don't know when that ends and when everything else begins. It's all a bit hazy just now, to be honest. But like that's one show I'll... I'll basically chase around until like and, and everyone's chasing though as well so like there's no there's no guarantee use your elbows yeah <laughs> but uh, we will certainly try our best on it that's one I'm really keen on this season apart from that this season I've got a good chunk of ones I wanted stuff like Kiznaiva uh, ReZero for example Twin Star Exorcists Bungo Stray Dogs there's a bunch of other ones as well like that I would love to get my hands on so we'll we'll see Next season's looking pretty healthy as well. Uh, hiya. Um, Hello. This is a random question about the uh, new logo. Um, okay. If I watch the Blu-rays or DVDs, um, the logo of your, um, all the animes, the Red Panda, the animation of like, spinning around the game, I always expect that this sound going to come on, but it's just complete silence. Is there any reason why you thought because we wanted a surrealist experience for people to, we, to work we, them into whatever they're about to watch. <laughs> we just never got music done for it or sound design. So. That is also possibly we the should, reason. We, I, did no, I, I, I heard it's because the original sound effect was so disturbing that yeah. people literally <laughs> pooed themselves in fear. <laughs> and we were going in through a dark time when we started up, so it was just me <laughs> wailing gutturally. <laughs> so I'll true. just keep pestering you to remember. It, I am remember. being reminded constantly yeah, about it. I did it, actually so. say that to you the other day as well, so it's good. It's fine. <laughs> Hello. Am I correct in assuming that you've picked up the rights for Assassination Classroom? I've heard a lot of positivity about it and how has it been received from you guys at all the anime? It gets five tentacles out of five. From us. <laughs> Oh, oh. I'm going. I'm I, I love. No, honestly, I love it. it, it the, the, the branding is outstanding. It's so easy to work with to an extent because of the face, like Kuro Sensei's faces. Mm. It's like it's one of those ones which really just stands out for, for me as a show. I've been like, has anyone been enjoying the manga as well on Shonen Jump? Like, it's literally just rounding off just now, and like that's like that is fascinating. I think the 
like a, like a, I wonder what the anime is going to do with that because there's obviously two seasons just now and obviously I think the manga ended just as the anime is coming to a conclusion so let's see Whose phone is that? It's not, it's not mine. <laughs> I thought it was just the voices in my head, so that's oh, actually no. quite no, no, nice. No, this time it's actual outside be, voices, ask, not you, the did inside ones. Did you hear that as well, guys? Did and you using your monologue is now external. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, first Hello. of all, just a huge fan of the podcast as well. Very oh, good. <laughs> Carrie's Thank not you, here, so appreciate that. for interrupting your Pokemon and Pasta time to come here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I actually did buy like a whole bunch of Pokemon cards at the weekend as well, so I'm kind of adding to that obsession. But yeah, <laughs> go home and eat your big bowl of pasta after this. As we know, Andy <laughs> does a fantastic impression of Sergeant Frog. Uh, does anyone else on the panel do any impressions? <laughs> and I do have the video of your impression, Andy. I, I nominate <laughs> Keith. So do I, I've got it from next to him. <laughs> Can you do any impressions? I, I do a good impression of a disgruntled 30-something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uncanny, Keith. I know, I know. Wow, yeah. that was so good. Yeah, I know, I know. I've been, I, I've been working on that for a few years. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Cool. I can't, I can't think of anything. I can't. I'm going to... She can do an impression of a regular human being if she tries. Yeah, yeah, when, with enough if, coffee. If, if she tries really, really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time I'm just crying in the office, really. <laughs> Looking at Premiere. (laughs) Why is this file not buffering? Um, What about you, Jeremy? I could probably do an impression of Dr. Core from Inspector Gadget. Yeah, Yeah, do that. Do that. That'd be pretty cool. And a danger roll as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Actually, yeah, because that's quite similar to Unicron, isn't it? Yeah. Megatron. Sounds like you've just come back. Megatron. You know, the, wow. the trouble is, this doesn't sound too much different to when these two come back from a gig the night before. Yeah. <laughs> How was the gig? Oh, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, that was the going to Slayer or something. And just, like, we get in the next morning. It's like, how'd it go? He's like, yeah, it was a good show. What did you think, Jerry? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Shut it <laughs> He came me in the distance just going, yeah! <laughs> You're all so happy I took the microphone away. Je- Jeremy rocks hard. <laughs> yeah, he does. So, any more questions, sorry? I did see some hands. Uh, up. There we go. <coughs> um, with your recent acquisition of um, is there any chance of you picking up a space, bef- space patrol Luca? I would very much like to. Uh, if anyone's not seen Luluco yet, yeah. has anyone seen Luluco actually? Like, uh, yes, a few people have. It's a bit like, in Kill the Kill, there's these scenes with Mako where she goes completely off the rails, basically. <laughs> Don't know why you looked at me when you said short that. Pretty much like, short episodes of that condensed in. It's quite an experience. But it, it is Trigger as well, and we are, like, we are actually really keen to, to keep, like, keep building on Trigger like, going forward. So, and they... they keep generating really excellent shows varying different types as well which is nice um, even their contract work tends to stand out so yeah like we'd like to like we don't have anything to announce yet on that frontier but we would like to 
So uh, you guys, uh, you author a lot of your own uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. Do you do that uh, yourselves in-house? And uh, how much work would actually go into making like an individual series? More than I can possibly even convey. Um, <laughs> We do a lot of us. It's not necessarily in-house. We work for a lot of partners, people like uh, Media OCD, so Justin Savakis in the USA. Uh, we have a studio in France we work with as well, and one or two in the UK we work with too. It kind of divides out. Um, based on especially for film, we tend to work ahead of other territories. So things like Miss Hawkesai, for example, you know, we're the first territory to go out with it, the thing, like the, the, there's plenty of other examples of that, Giovanni's Island, for example, as well, where people like People like Madman use ours, like our master, for example, instead of the other way around. Um, a lot of work does go into it. It's like it's about. There's a reason people in the UK tend to to take offering from other territories, for example, because it's it's the difference between can you upload it to this place and a quick check to make sure it actually the discs actually works so if the region codes aren't too different or such, because you know stuff can go wrong in an upload. Um, and the difference between having to make sure the video material is correct first, delivering the video material to, uh, like, to the offering house, making sure it's like it's all copied correctly, the audio is in check, etc., and not broken. Then designing the menus, making sure the menus are briefed, menus are approved by Japan, menus are basically functional and like have the correct, like all the correct information on them. There's endless things you can do with a menu. Who would have thunk it? Um, then, like, it's a case of making sure it's all compiled, the subtitles are correct, or are no problems with, with that. Then there's the QC of the actual discs. Uh, the list really goes on at this point. So it's like, what is a simple email, signing a quote, returning, and the material being uploaded becomes this massive series of tasks. And it's what, like, it is worth it. You'll have seen with a good chunk of titles, the video quality actually stands out, especially if you work with like with particular studios, like Justin in the USA is a, a fantastic example of that, of someone who really cares about what he does and about putting shows together. Um, so he really goes above and beyond the call of duty on stuff as well. And there's a very long suffering with our requests at times. <laughs> but like, for example, like that's kind of a work which goes into it, I guess. In, in a nutshell, it multiplies it from being a two-step process to being about a 15-step process. And it's not without flaws. I mean, we've had plenty of our own mistakes in the process as well, you know? Like in learning experiences over time that other places in the UK just simply haven't. Like, that has overall strengthened us over time, but I think I owe you guys a big thank you for the patience during it as well, you know? Like, it's not easy to do, and you guys are, like, are what keep us going, you know? Like, if I sound like a vampire, you are our <laughs> lifeblood. <laughs> No, like more, like, more importantly, like, you guys are what make it worthwhile for us, and we, we try and create a product that we want on our shelves as well, but without your patience as well, we would be shafted. Mm. Next question down the front here. Mm. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm a real big fan of Valkyrie Chronicles, and it's just been remastered on PS4 after its popularity on Steam. There's apparently an anime out there, and is there any chance that you could bring it over to the UK? It's funny you should mention that, actually. I'm, like, I'm sure it came up in conversation. Like, not in a, a hinty way, actually. I'm sure it came up in conversation last time I was in Japan. And I can't for the life of me remember who. It has been around the block once. I don't know why it wasn't licensed originally, actually. Um, there might be a reason behind it at the time. Maybe it was being controlled by a video games company at that point. But it was, like, it's one to look into, at least. I mean, nothing's impossible. And it is... 
like when something's remastered into HD as a video game as well, it does bring another wave of PR for that kind of thing. So you never know. I mean, it's it's a bit like things like Phoenix Wright, for example. There's like there's endless iterations of it released like between years. So there's always a potential to bring an anime out, like in the UK, for example, to promote mm. it. For example, it's a good way of tying it into. Hello. Hello. Um, I noticed that you have released an old school uh, anime such as Outlaw Star on DVD and Blu-ray. Would you ever consider getting the license for a Blu-ray DVD release of Fist of the North Star? It's funny you should mention that one as well, actually, because like that one, actually, I have inquired about. The Blu-ray seems to be a bit of a mystery within Toei just now. Like, I mean, because I was sure someone in the USA, like Discotech, had announced a Blu-ray version of this, the North Star, but apparently I'm tripping on that frontier because I don't see any evidence of it. I don't know if anyone in the audience has been following that particular saga at all, but yeah, like it's... I thought there was HD Masters coming up for, for this, the North Star, but I've not seen anything to, to back that up just now. That would explain it then. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's interest... But, like, right now, I think it's still too ambiguous. For it. I'd rather, if I was going to do Fist of the North Star, be honest with you, I, like, I would rather do that on Blu-ray only because the amount of time to, to reauthor all the DVDs again would be quite a nightmarish experience. But, like, if, if it was a Blu-ray master that was accessible, I'd be very interested because it is a classic. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Um, have you thought about doing Well, that's a very good question, actually, and I, I think this is actually an appropriate moment to, to give you another announcement ahead of schedule. Um, not <laughs> one of those. Did uh, you steady this on. With I mean, it's, a, it's a title. Like, am I okay to talk? About? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, um, it's actually a title which is probably the one of the original anime. Actually, it's um, it's called. It's a film. It's called Momotaro's Divine Sea Warriors. I, so, now, <laughs> that's not what I wanted to hear at all. Some reaction. So, I mean, it's one of the original pieces of film. Now, the twist behind it is it's a propaganda film from the war. So, it actually was made at a time where animators in Japan wanted to make something like Disney. But because everyone was being conscripted and such, like, and it was during the war, it was basically subverted into a, like, into a war propaganda film. So it features the Britain features in it. And it features a lot of... It, it's, it's a bit mental as well. It features like all the cast are animals, barring the British person at the end, I believe. Um, but it's an experience. So the, like, it's screened in Cannes, the classics, in the classics section. A combination of us and several other parties internationally believed that it was very important to bring it back. So we're, like, as a piece of film history, so it's being restored to 2K, so it'll be a Blu-ray release, um, as well as a DVD, and we're working on a booklet with, um, like, I couldn't stop him if I tried on it, Jonathan Clements, <laughs> to, to put together a full book, basically, about it. So it's a historical piece. Um, completely, completely crazy stuff. But it's very worth a watch. It's one of those pieces of history where it's much like when Warner in the, the USA were told to destroy the propaganda film they had from the war, the animation and such. 
the studio lot actually lied, said they destroyed it, and preserved it. Because it's a piece of history. It's, and you normally only see the pieces of history from the winning party. So it's, it's one of those ones where it's not traditional. It's certainly not Moe or anything else. <laughs> but Moe propaganda. It's, it's worth seeing. It's a, it's, it's a piece of history, and it really deserves... Look, Tezuka has said great things about it as well, for example. Uh, it's, there's, I could honestly talk about it for ages, and it will get theatrical, obviously, at some point. And be, not huge theatrical, obviously, but at least festival exposure. Um, I wonder where. Um, <laughs> but... The, like, it, 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 like, so we are going across the, the chain and sort of classics, at least in film just now as well. We, like, we're not expecting the, the world. We would honestly, I'd recommend it to check it out if you want to see one of the original feature pieces of Japanese animation before Studio Ghibli ever came about, for example, and something which inspired, you know, it's on record as saying that it inspired Tezuka to go make anime. And without Tezuka, we would possibly be looking at a very different animation market in Japan. I mean, he's basically the, the godfather of everything. I mean, for example, Sunrise wouldn't have been about if Tezuka hadn't been about. Tezuka has, like, founded Mushi Pro, basically, or, like, ran Mushi Pro, etc. And Sunrise was founded from the middle management of Mushi Pro, for example. So it's like Sunrise came out of, like, came out of that, basically, as did several other studios. So people like uh, Madhouse, for example, Mariamasan came from Mushi Pro as well. Mm. Um, how many of you have seen, uh, f- not the Fritz Lang film, but the, the, like, the Tezuka animated film, um, Metropolis? Mm. That was by Rintaro. Also came out of Mushi Pro, for example. Um, how many of you have seen Bidori Gusko? <laughs> oh, uh, well, that also <laughs> is basically an inadvertent result of Tezuka. So not all was good, I suppose. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, like, so, I mean, for example, if, if, if Momotaro's Divine Sea Warriors hadn't happened, the anime industry as a whole would have been completely different. Maybe it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't have happened in the same way, you know? Maybe because Tezuka, like, pioneered, basically, the concept of animating at cost, making a loss as a studio, making the animation to try and sell it to TV and to build a brand around it, for example. Maybe animators would have gone, no, Sod that. We're not making. We're not making it at a loss. We want to make a profit on this, and the entire like like the entire industry probably, given the way TV and film went at that point, probably would have gone down the drain. So, with, like the film is key to that. And if you're interested in the history of animation as a whole and how it shapes people's impressions of like of everyday events, politics, for example, it's worth checking out. Anyway, I've evangelized enough about that, so let's go for something else. No, definitely, but just to sort of speak on behalf of everybody, we are super excited to be releasing this, and it is going to be one of the most unique releases to come out in the UK in quite a while. So we'll have more details on this in the coming weeks and months, folks, at alltheanime.com, on Facebook and Twitter, at alltheanime and whatnot. So do keep an eye on those. But we have a couple of orders of business to get to before we wrap up with our lovely Full Metal Alchemist trailer for you. Now, for those of you who were here at the panel on Friday, you might remember there was a bit of discussion about Love Live. (laughs) And more specifically, who your favorite Love Live girl was. 
<laughs> now, Andrew and I have already answered this question, but there are two people on this stage who have not. Oh, my God. And I, I can feel the fire being thrown my way yeah. right now. Okay. So, uh, Kat, do you have a favourite Love Live girl? Can I just say that, like, because I heard about this happened at the panel, I was like, I've only seen the film and I can't remember their names. I'm sorry. So at breakfast this morning, I did a quiz. <laughs> what Love Live girl are you? And so I decided that should probably be... Um, hold on, there's a picture of a plushie on my phone. Uh, I did the quiz, and it was things like, what's your favourite food? And pasta was there. And uh, what's your favourite <laughs> colour? And what's your, what, what would your career be? And it's like, oh, I wouldn't be anything but an idol and things like that. It, it's a BuzzFeed one, so it's quite well put together. Oh, BuzzFeed. Um, oh, the best one was the, the horoscopes, and it was like, pick your, your horoscope. And there was only nine out of the 12. And luckily, <laughs> <laughs> luckily, mine was there, so I was like, oh, good, because it was like, just pick your favourite one if your one's not there. Anyway, I got um, Rin, so that is my love life girl waifu, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Keith. So, Keith. <laughs> no pressure, Keith. Do you want to Keith, do the quiz? We expect oh. it. only takes like five minutes. How long have we got? You could do the quiz. <laughs> yeah, thanks a bunch, Jeremy, having never actually watched Love Live. Or... Why, you know, okay. wait, 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 we can do the quiz right now. Yeah. Uh, we should do a bit of help with I'm sorry, I have to quickly... As well. Uh, in the meantime as well, I guess. Um... Do you want me to ask you the questions out loud? Well, while you're setting I don't the think quiz everyone up, wants Kat. to go through that. So. Well, while you're setting the quiz up as well, actually, there's a, a good point to raise... Um, don't worry, I know. Like we're we're good time wise. I think. Just, do you want to just quietly do yeah. it? Um, one like one thing to to bring up while Keith is looking through this. <laughs> Live as it happens, uh, everybody. Yeah. Live so, quiz. How many of you guys have a Crunchyroll pass? Come on, show some more enthusiasm than that. It's a great service. <laughs> I have one. I uh, got one. So, sorry, I'm part of this as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're allowed to respond. Right. So um, over the next while, you should start seeing a bit more Anime Limited content appearing there as well. Just a quick Ooh. note in passing. Lady Gaga? Um, <laughs> more details to follow. <laughs> I thought I'd keep you entertained while I was... It's okay, I'm adding... I, oh. guess, I, I guess while Keith's doing that... Actually, Keith, what are the options? <laughs> what are the options? No, no, uh, tell the class what are the options. He was asking what your favourite Love Life song was. <laughs> it was just really helpful for someone who's never seen it. Oh, yeah, well, while he's doing that, I will, yeah. I will do the obligatory mentions of where you can find out more about us. Our website is alltheanime.com. On Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and Instagram, we are the username allttheanime. That's all one word. We're also on Tumblr. The username there is alltheanimeuk. We are downstairs in the North Hall all weekend. If you find the fear of the walking dead, cross the tightrope walking thing, and the preacher church, we're literally next door to both of those. So you really can't miss us. Come along, talk about some anime. We've got a screening room there. We're showing some episodes of anime. So if you want to chill out, watch some anime, you can. We're also doing a competition to win a deluxe replica of the Dominator gun from Psychopass, which actually transforms as you're holding it. It's, it's, it's pretty flipping insane. Who is that in association with? It is in association with our good friends at Funimation and FunimationNow.uk. If you want to sign up, you basically need to go to where our Psychopass photo display is. Oh. There will be someone near there with a tablet. You've just got to fill in a couple of details on the survey and you are entered. So, oh, this so, is a great one. So with Go that on. in mind, everybody, the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> Keith, you say? who is your Love Live girl? Read it all out. <laughs> I've got to read who it all out, don't I? Sonifying Keith in Love Live. This is very important. 
Right, so I got uh, Nico Yazawa. <laughs> You've got a big ego. You really don't know why it's such a big deal, though. After all, you're the best at performing and making people smile. Nico, Nico, nee. <laughs> I'm going to drink myself into a coma, is what I'm going to do now. <laughs> With that being said, everybody, with that being said, everybody, we are going to leave you now with our trailer for our Full Metal Alchemist Ultimate Edition release. Thank you very much for coming to this panel. I've been Jeremy, also Andrew, Kat, and Keith. We are all the anime signing out. Full Metal Alchemist is out in October. Thank you.